0: Welcome to Episode 3 of OMG That Meal, a podcast by T-Eat List. This is a podcast about food experiences, restaurant, and restaurant culture. If you haven't listened to this podcast before, I do want to let you know that when you hear this sound, that is a signaling that you should add that restaurant or bar to your T-Eat List. What To is T-Eat List? To eat List is a restaurant app designed to help you remember the places you care about most and discover new places from your friends. Today on the show, we have Rory Balkin of Donut.Digest digest, uh, (laughs) to chat donuts and more good food from the great city of Dallas. She started Dallas Donut Fest and is known for all things good and fried and glazed in Texas. Rory, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Happy to be here.
0: And thank you. We're uh, super excited to have you on the podcast today. So I have to kick things off and I have to ask, obviously everyone loves donuts. What made you take your love of donuts and turn it into a career?
1: That's a great question. I have always had a sweet tooth. So growing up, it's funny because my experience with donuts was just Dunkin' Donuts. And I'm sure people have a preference between Dunkin' and Krispy Kreme. It's a whole debate. But that was my experience up until about five or so years ago. I was living in Chicago with my uh, husband, who was my boyfriend at the time. And there's a ton of artisan donut shops in the Chicago area, believe it or not. So actually every weekend we would go grab donuts and coffee from our favorite shop. And then whenever we traveled, we would look for the local coffee shops and the local donut shops. And we turned it into this big part of our relationship to the point where we actually had a donut bar at our wedding instead of cake. <laughs> so um, so it started out as a hobby, truly. And then we moved to Texas about three years ago for my husband's residency. He was studying to become an emergency medicine physician. And so when that happened, I was looking for a job. And because I'm an organizational nerd, I decided to type up an Excel spreadsheet of all the donut shops that came back to me on Yelp and literally go to them, drive around the whole Metroplex, which is pretty spread out. I took pictures, I did reviews, and I started out on Instagram just doing it as a hobby. And then it evolved from that to
0: uh,
1: a, a blog, a full-on blog, events, and the Dallas Donut Fest, which I'm sure we'll get into in a little bit.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, that's really awesome. I love that you had donuts at your wedding. I did as well. Uh, they were my gifts as people it. left. So not a big cake fan. So we, we definitely went a better route for uh, dessert on that front, so that's awesome to hear. So I'm glad you brought up donut, uh, your your donut, your Dallas Donut Fest, because it's definitely want something that I wanted to talk a little bit more about because it sounds super interesting. Um, something that I would actually love to go to myself. Um, but yeah, please do. Yeah, give us some give some information <laughs> and some background um, on that festival because I believe this is your second year. Um, we'd love to hear a little bit more about you know h- how it all started and and the, you know just the whole process behind it.
1: Absolutely. So the idea had honestly been brewing in my head for a few years now. Back in Chicago, there was a donut festival there. And I remember my husband and I went to it and we were sitting down, you know, eating all of our donuts and just thinking to ourselves, like, wouldn't it be cool if we made our own donut festival? And this was before the Instagram page and the blog and everything. But I was a little nervous to broach that whole topic of. Food festivals, I've never done it before. They already had them in Chicago. And, you know, there's no manuals for these things online. So it'd be something that I had to come up with and, and research and execute on my own. So he had always encouraged me to do it, even after we moved to Dallas and I started the blog. But there was always something holding me back. <laughs> and it wasn't until I actually uh, got pretty close with another food blogger here in Dallas. His name is Brandon Does Dallas for anyone who's in the area. Um, but is that, Brandon, his, uh, is that
0: his account name?
1: Yes, that's, that's his handle, Brandon Does Dallas on Instagram. And so Brandon and I would just run into each other at a lot of these foodie events, and I finally um, said it out loud to him. I was so afraid that someone would maybe take the idea first because there are a lot of food festivals here in Dallas. Um, so he ended up saying, you know, let's do it together. And I took a risk because I didn't really know how we would work together professionally. And it did work out really well. We had a great working relationship and a friendship. So I ended up using all the research that I had taken from firsthand experience going to food festivals, donut festivals rather in Austin, in Chicago, in all my research for the donut festivals and other cities and the taco festivals and everything that I've been to. And using the relationships I had with the donut shops here, we were able to design one and be first to market. And so we had over 800 people sign up to come, which to me is just insane. Oh, that's incredible. And we actually had to cut off sales because the capacity of the venue just wouldn't allow for any more people. So um, we, we made a few people mad because people do love their donuts. So next year, we're trying to go bigger and better.
0: That's awesome. So for anybody else looking to do this in their city, I'm uh, going to add a little bonus question here. What are maybe like one or two things that, that you had gathered like research-wise, like being at some of the other ones that, that really helped you um, establish yours and, and scale yours as quickly as, as you did?
1: That's a really great question. So there are obvious things that I would pick up from either – their websites or signing up for their newsletters. Things like, how much do tickets cost? What platform are they using to sell tickets? What time of year is it? Is it on a Saturday or a Sunday? Things like that. Um, How are the sessions divided? Because typically there are more than one session to allow for a handful of people to come during the day. So those are the obvious things. But then for those who have the option to go to any food festival, I would pay attention to the details. because. What we wanted to make sure of uh, was that people had things to do throughout the entire session. One thing I've noticed with other food festivals is that you queue up in a line, you wait and you get your samples, you take a bite of everything, and then most people would just leave because there wasn't anything else to do. So Brandon and I really put thought behind the experience of the festival and we wanted people to have photo stations and games and there's music. And, um, you know, the, the venue we chose was a brewery, which I think is perfect. Like beer and donuts, it's just it's just a great combo um, that ha- it also had an outdoor area. So people could go out, sit outside and play games and just thinking about the experience beyond the donuts themselves, if that makes sense.
0: No, absolutely. It's really cool to hear uh, how how you were able to kind of tailor the experience to your audience uh, within the first year. So I'm I'm highly confident you'll probably hit those goals that you're looking to hit uh, within the second year. Um, But I do want to talk a little bit more about Dallas um, because obviously um, you are known for very specific foods. So I I would love to get a little bit more uh, information on the Dallas food scene, especially for some of our listeners who you know, primarily know them just for barbecue, I'm going to give you the, the task of talking about Dallas without talking about barbecue. If you can explain Ah. the food scene and, and what goes on, what are some unique things? Um, and, and we'll kind of go from there. So I'm really excited to hear, you know, from a local's perspective.
1: Yeah, that's such a good question because when I moved here three years ago, I actually moved to Fort Worth, which is about 30, 40 minutes to Dallas. Depending on traffic and, <laughs> and where you're going in Dallas. Um, but as a whole, I didn't think of this area as a foodie city. I just didn't have that association in my mind. Um, but what I found is apart from barbecue, of course, there's a thriving food scene here, especially in Dallas lately. Um, there's, you know, Tex Mex, of course. There's a lot of great Italian restaurants here, believe it or not. There's a huge Asian community north of Dallas. So we have things like boba tea and Asian pastries and other things that I wouldn't have thought of uh, before I moved here. So there's honestly a little bit of everything. And then much like any major city, there's certain neighborhoods in Dallas that are really blooming right now. And one of those, I would say, is called the Bishop Arts District. So between coffee shops and um, new restaurants that have opened, there's a lot going on there. And I think as a whole, the the industry is growing here.
0: That's really awesome. Um, dive into the to the Asian pastry. I'd love to learn a little bit more about that, especially since this this is such a uh, dessert esque episode. So if you can <laughs> dive into that a little bit for and educate us on the uh, on the Asian pastries, that'd be awesome.
1: Yes, because this was new for me too. So there's a place I'm thinking of specifically called 85 Degrees Bakery. They have a couple of locations in the area. And so they have coffee, they have tea, and they have all kinds of desserts like sweetbreads, and then they have um meat sometimes wrapped in pastry. They have a little bit of everything. And what you do is you come into these types of bakeries and you grab a tray almost like you're at a cafeteria. And you go around, you pick out your own pastries, and then they throw them in a huge box for you. So, I just thought that that whole concept is really interesting. I've never been exposed Sounds to it before. Sounds like
0: a dream. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes,
0: that's really cool. Well, I'm I'm actually originally from New York, so like obviously like Italian pastries were a, a, a very big deal. Um, you know, with my upbringing. Um, and going to those, you know, bakeries and it, it sounds very similar. It's just like point point and shoes. They put it in a white box for you, um, at least in in New York and in the Italian ones, they would wrap it with this like white and red string. And then, you know, you'd, you'd go on your merry way. So I'm absolutely in love with stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I want to get into the. The theme of the show which is omg that meal so um, i asked this with every guest that's on the show and it's it's basically to go over your last omg that meal um so i'm going to explain to you what that actually means so um omg that meal is an easily remembered food experience it's it's a meal that is so good that it like leaves a a, a void in your life um so where in dallas did that last take place
1: okay there are two that come to mind um so apart from donuts, I really love cheese. So anything with cheese on it is <laughs> yeah. just, uh, it's, it's something that, you know, I definitely crave. Um, recently, I had one of my favorite burgers in the country at Goodfriend, which is not too far from where I live. It's in East Dallas, and it's kind of a, a divy bar. Um, in the best way possible. And they're just known for a few things. They've got a bunch of burgers on the menu. They've got wings and waffle fries. But they have a main cheeseburger that it's like a double stack patty with cheese, you know, pickles, lettuce, onions, tomatoes, the works. It's just so, so good. And it reminds me of one of my favorite burgers in Chicago when I used to live there from Ocheval, uh, which is in the West Loop. And then Ocheval has a sister company or sister restaurant called Small Cheval in Wicker Park. And that one's a little bit easier to get into. You don't have to wait outside for hours. So that's my burger recommendation. That's Um, awesome. Yeah. But while we're talking about cheese, (laughs) I also (laughs) did recently have one of my favorite pizzas here from Zoli's New York Pizza. And they are located in a city called Addison. So it's a little bit outside of Dallas, um, but they just have like awesome combos. Uh, you know, one of my favorites is called the Brian Lusher. It has pepperoni and pesto on it. The dough is really fresh, it's just delicious. They even have pastrami sandwiches, and they have a cheeseburger on the menu. They've got pasta. It's just, it's amazing.
0: Is it actually like a New York slice or does it have its own kind of spin on it? It,
1: Yes and no. So I grew up in Philadelphia and I'm, I grew up on the New York slice. I'm Mm -hmm. not the, if I had to choose, I'm more of a New York slice or a Neapolitan kind of pizza fan versus deep dish in Chicago, as much as my husband will hate hearing me say this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You are correct.
1: (laughs) Yes. Um, So they serve you, they don't serve it by the slice, they serve you a whole pie. But you can split in half what kind of flavors you want, and they do cut Mm -hmm. it up into pieces. Um, But it's got more of that Neapolitan kind of taste, I guess you would say.
0: Nice and i I love that you brought up the burger reference i i I love burgers obviously like our last episode was dedicated just to burgers um but it's always cool to hear like every every city has their place so like you alluded to chicago like when i think of atlanta i think of like holman and finch um and hf burger which is like their sister version um uh so it's really i love hearing about like where to go and in these specific cities um you know for for something like that uh like like a burger yeah
1: sounds like you know a lot about burgers too
0: yeah it's just something that interests me obviously because i love burgers um when i when i go to these specific places um even for new york like i know shake shack is is the spot it's the most popular one it's featured in movies um but there's a place in new york called burger joint which is in a hotel they have another they have another one um like uh in another part of the city but the one in the hotel is is my favorite i even think it tastes better than some of the other ones but um yeah it's it's in a hotel called the parker meridian in midtown new york um the logo is just a glowing burger and then that's it um bourdain who's one of my all-time favorites he he, in his episode of new york he actually like featured it there but it's very small very divey um and just a super good burger so when i do go to cities like that Um, you know, even as you discuss Dallas, et cetera, like I always love to know like where those specific spots are. So that's really awesome. So um, yeah, I'm adding
1: that place to my list by the way. Yes,
0: do that. Do so. It is on mine. (laughs) So if you're following me on T list, you'll be able to easily find it. (laughs) Perfect. So, um, so now to my favorite uh, aspect of the show, which is our, our 10 quick fire questions. So I'm going to give you 10 questions about Dallas and donuts, and we are going to run through them Um, so here we go. So if I'm, if I am getting barbecue in Dallas, I'm going to tee you up for a barbecue question. Uh, where should I go?
1: Okay. Most people would say Pecan Lodge, which is in this neighborhood called Deep Ellum, kind of a funky neighborhood. I would personally recommend Slow Bone ahead of that. And there's also another great barbecue spot called Cadillac that I need to try, but I've heard amazing things about.
0: Name your uh, most disliked donut fad.
1: Ooh, that's a good question. There's a lot of copycat stuff out there. Um, People throwing crazy toppings on, which I know you talked a little bit about that with the episode with Rev and the stunt burgers. So I do love a creative donut, but it has to be original and it has to have a purpose behind it. Um, then the ones that do become really original get copied so much that the quality degrades. And so, um, that I don't like, and I'm thinking specifically of a Dunkaroos donut that started out at PV donuts in Providence. It's been copied all over the country. Um, so that would, that would Is be one Dunkaroos, of Is it
0: Dunkaroos like the nineties? Oh yeah. Like the nineties. Oh, are you serious? They have
1: a nineties menu in oh, certain months gosh. and they're, I actually have not had the opportunity to go to Providence, so I cannot speak personally to their quality. But everyone has come to me time and time again to tell me how unreal their donuts are—probably best in the nation. So PV Donuts needs to be added to everyone's uh, list on the app.
0: That you've you've enlightened the nostalgia in me. Oh yeah, <laughs> because I freaking <laughs> love Dunkaroos. So the fact that somebody's made like a donut version of it is very exciting. <laughs> um, <laughs> What is your most loved uh, donut fad? Something that you just keep seeing, but you can't get enough of.
1: Um, Okay. So, well, there are a few flavor combos that I really do love because they make sense um, when you actually try it. So one of them is an everything bagel donut flavor. And I know that sounds crazy. Uh, the first place I heard about it was from the Donut Project in New York but it's got the sweet and the salty and the, you know, all the spices. So it's just a little bit of everything. Um, If it's done well, I'm a fan of those. And then just generally speaking, I don't know if you would call this a trend or a fad, but I have seen a lot of people use donuts for celebratory food. And what I mean by that is Instead of wedding cake, so they'll have a whole donut bar at their wedding like I did. They'll use donuts for birthday parties and graduation parties and bridal showers and all of those things with just custom designs and custom shapes. And I think it's really neat that the industry has stepped up to the plate and made donuts more of an art form. So they can create any shapes like donuts that look like pizza slices, for example, um, someone's, you know, someone's favorite sports team or a company's logo if they're catering for a company event. So I've seen so much of that lately and I think that it's really cool no, that's great,
0: and I hope um, it continues. I love that, that whole aspect of it that, you know, you, you named your donut, but then it went a little bit deeper than that. Um, I'm also a fan cause obviously as we discussed, we both did that for our wedding. So, um, high five to everybody else. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. You're, I'm not going to name, I'm not going to ask you for your favorite donut place. Cause obviously we know you have a lot of, uh, relationships and we want to keep that a secret between, uh, you and your household of what your actual favorite is, but, um, <laughs> we're not gonna put anybody on blast, but I do want to know what your favorite, uh, Dallas restaurant is and why, um, it could be anything. It could just be like your, your favorite go-to. Um, it could be something that, you know, is, is beloved by, by everyone would, but we'd love to hear your, your viewpoint on, uh, what your favorite is.
1: Well, that's a good question. So we're talking non donuts right now?
0: Yeah, we'll do nothing. Okay.
1: Not um, so let's see. I mean, Good Friend and Zoli's, they're always at the top of my list. So they're some of my favorites. There's a place called Javier's, which is, I guess you would call it an upscale Mexican kind of restaurant. The lights are really dim and there's always a lot of activity there. And I've gone there a few times for different celebratory events. So Javier's is a good one for me. Um, ooh, I mean, there's just a little bit of everything here, so it's it's so hard to say. I would I would <laughs> cap it at that for now. All
0: right, perfect. Uh, this is a quick one word answer. No explanation. Cake donuts or yeast? Yeast. All right. <laughs> if you could have one guest at Dallas Donut Fest, who would it be?
1: <gasps> ooh. Such a good question. I mean, okay, here's my initial, I know this is more than one word, my, the first person who popped oh, no,
0: up. You're, you're past the, only the last one was one okay, Cool. Everything else you can. <laughs> the
1: first Hands person who popped up in my head, I don't know why was Guy Fieri, but I feel like, <laughs> I feel like he would be a really great character, you know, to film one of his Episodes for I mean
0: he's the made he is the mayor of Flavortown, so it's <laughs> it's a safe choice for sure. I, I don't know
1: why he came to mind. Um, but we'll stick with him, I guess.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> um you alluded to this before, so I definitely want to touch base on this, um, with regards to actually even your venue being at a at a brewery uh for your first Dallas Donut Fest. Um what is your favorite beer of choice for pairing with donuts?
1: Ooh, it depends because you want to either pair like flavors with like or complementary flavors. So in full disclosure, I'm not the biggest beer fan. Um, But when I do drink beer, I like the the lighter beers that chicks usually like. So wheat beers and stuff like that. And I also really love lambic beers. And those are the sour ales for those who aren't familiar. So there's one particular brand I love called Lindemans, and they make a couple different sours. And my favorite is their raspberry. So I haven't tried it myself. I wonder though, if that raspberry uh, beer would go really well with some kind of fruity, acidic, you know, filling to a donut. Um, or something the opposite that would just kind of balance that sweetness out. So there's, there's so many cool options, but there are a lot of donut and beer pairing events around here. And I think that's super cool. I don't know if they do that. They must do it in LA and New York and stuff like that, but it's been pretty big here lately.
0: So I'm going to throw you another T-Ball. Well, you can't throw a (laughs) T-Ball. I'm going to tee you up for this one too. Um, So Dallas, uh, obviously outside of being known for barbecue, is also known for Tex-Mex. So do you have a favorite Tex-Mex restaurant in Dallas?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, let me lay the scene for the Tex-Mex here. Sure. (laughs) So when I first moved here, I was really surprised about how many breakfast tacos were available. Like everywhere, at coffee shops, at donut shops, at each of the own taco establishments. So it's really big here from literally from breakfast to dinner time. Um, There's a couple chains that are really popular down here Torchies is one of them, Velvet Taco. There's one called Taco Deli. Uh, So there's a few that have like multiple locations. A lot of them are also in Austin and maybe Houston. So I guess those are, would be kind of the fast, casual ones. Uh, and then there are nicer nicer places. So um, some of my favorite ones, I really like this place called Resident Taqueria.
0: Love it. So finally, number 10, we've reached the end. Which restaurant is next on your to eat list, a.k.a. next restaurant you want to try in Dallas that you have not been able to get to yet?
1: That's an appropriate question. I haven't been able to get out as much with a six-month-old at home. Congrats. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, Yeah, she's very sweet, but she um, can disrupt our evening meals at times. (laughs) But I would say we were kind of talking earlier about the Bishop Arts District, and there's one newish restaurant called Paradiso, and it's really beautiful on the inside. They have a patio as well. They've got these really creative cocktails, and um, I think their menu is more of a Southern European kind of style. So I've heard really great things about Paradiso. Um, also in Bishop Arts District, by the way, the Salty Donut, who are originally from Miami, are opening up a spot early next year in that neighborhood. So it's just kind of a, a blooming area.
0: Well, awesome. Uh, all of those places sound very good and it's, it's definitely uh, you know making me wanna visit Dallas. So I, I appreciate uh, your overview of the city and uh, of its meals and of course, um, it's glazed fried goodness. Um, so where can everybody find you? Are you uh, Donut Digest pretty much everywhere?
1: For sure. So I'm most active on Instagram. And Donut, by the way, is spelled D-O-N-U-T. So I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, Pinterest, and then my website, of course. And I've got a bunch of freebies for people to download, whether you're a donut lover and you're looking for a map, or you're a donut shop owner or a restaurant owner and you're looking for marketing tips.
0: I could speak to her maps. They are in-depth and they span much outside of, uh, of Dallas. But for those interested in her Dallas ones... Uh, she is also on t List and all her favorite Dallas donut places are in one spot available for you. So definitely feel free to uh, follow Rory at Donut Digest also on the to eat List app. Uh, thank you so much again, Rory, for your time. Uh, for those of you who don't know, me and her attempted to do this at least three to four times and, and technology failed us miserably. Uh, <laughs> so she's been a, an amazing person. Uh, uh, guest and I'm extremely patient. Um, but we were able to make this happen. And I'm very happy about it because uh, I feel like some people don't hear about Dallas enough. So I was, I'm glad we were able to give you um, you know, a soapbox to talk about how good it is out there.
1: Yeah. Thank you for the opportunity. This was fun. And I hope people are encouraged to eat a donut or come visit Dallas and I'll be their foodie tour guide.
0: Awesome. So uh, thank you all for listening to me and Rory. If you like this episode, please subscribe and rate us with your preferred star rating. And hopefully that is a five star rating. So we'll be back soon with another episode of OMG That Meal. And have a good Christmas and New Year.